The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. They're right, right on, right on, right on the money. The financial guys, they're right, right on, right on, right on the money. The financial guys, they're right, right on, right on, right on the money. The financial guys, your trusted advisors. The financial guys, right on, right on, right on the money. It's time to talk money. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local investment professionals Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Registered representatives with Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. Got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, live here on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, great show I'll end up for you today. We've got a couple of guests today. Tom Canava will be joining us uh, bottom of this hour. He's one of our state planning attorneys and one of our wealth uh, specialists as well. He'll be on the air from 1.30 to 2. And then the second hour, we're going to have Mark Green from the Teamsters join us for a bit. Mark's been all over this story regarding the pension cuts for uh, the truck drivers and uh, Teamster members. So pretty substantial cut. So stay tuned for that. We'll talk about that as well. Of course, always an open mic session. If you uh, have anything that has to do with you and your money or just want to comment on what we're talking about or join the conversation, uh, it's an open line, 803-0930. Star 930 is a free call to sell. And 1-800-616-9236. I got a whole bunch of articles. Obviously, another huge uh, Newsweek earnings came out fantastic. GDP mm-hmm. topping three percent. We'll yeah. get to all of that. Liberals are first, scrambling, by the way. That, liberals are scrambling. <laughs> what, the, what do you the, do? The, how do you how do you how do you twist the fact that for his first year in office, he's actually beating uh, Obama already? Right. I mean, how do you twist that? How do you say, well, look, you know, the three percent growth. It just you know, it's not as good as the one point seven percent growth that, yeah. <laughs> that we had under Obama. The riveting one point seven <laughs> on fire economy that Obama created. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of the tax proposals. Um, you know, this new tax proposal is going to push the not the gap wider, but concentration to those that pay taxes versus those that not. And we'll talk about that. The top two, uh, top twenty percentile, by the way, the top one, you know, the quintile of income pays ninety five percent of all taxes. That's nuts. Ninety five percent. Still not so enough we'll for the liberals. This. Still not still enough. Still not enough. No, no. amazingly, they, they say it's uh, the, the uh, wealthy, st- the rich still have to pay their fair share. Yep. Amazing. Uh, but before we get to all that, I, I had to open with this. Mike, this is only in Wisconsin. Wisconsin's like the Florida of the Midwest. Like the crazy <laughs> stuff happens there, right? So this poor guy wanders into the beer cooler. It, uh, it automatically locks on him. So instead of calling for help, he thought, well, I'll just sit down and, and spend the night. So he did. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> when they that found a... him the next morning, he had downed an 18-ounce was... bottle of Ice House beer and three cans of Four loco. <laughs> what is Four loco? I've never heard of that. I don't know. But, 
I don't know. I think it's one of those energy slash. I, I'll tell you, you know, things. being a guy, you think, well, that could be a bucket list thing, right? It's, but, but that's that's awful cold. I mean, you're not. Well, I mean, the thing is, they charged him. I mean, you'd think they would say, listen, here's what you owe us for the beer and, and whatnot. I mean, but they charged the guy for like theft. I mean, I would. My argument would be, hey, I was just trying to keep warm. Had to have a yeah drink throughout the night. Just I could to, have just died to in here without this alcohol. I mean, I think he'd have a suit on his hand, wouldn't he? I mean, some sort. I mean, this automatic oh, lock. Oh, I'm sure he does. Check the beer cooler. I mean, yeah, next sure. thing you know, the poor guy's in jail. I'm sure. That's not right. I'm sure some attorney stepped up and will sue them for sure. Yeah. I didn't realize that the beer coolers had automatic locks. I'll make sure I stay away from there during closing time. But. Yeah, I'd never heard of that, right? I mean, I've been in a beer cooler seem, before to go buy beer for a party, and you don't. I'd have never been locked in it. That doesn't seem no. right, does it? Uh, no, but apparently he walked in at ten minutes to twelve, and uh, I guess I guess it locks at twelve. He was at in there 12. for ten minutes before it locks, so you have to wonder like how long does it take to go in there and find your. He was looking for. It's like picking a pumpkin, right? It's Halloween, so you go to the patch with your kids, and like you, you know, he was looking for view, the perfect case. That's right. From the from the parent view, every pumpkin looks perfect, but from the kid view, right, they've got to look at every single pumpkin to find just the right one. Maybe this gentleman was doing the same thing or, with the cases of beer. He had to find just the right case. Just there's the a, right one. There's a scratch in this one. This one won't do. No, this one's not going to uh, Anyway, he's speak, facing charges now. Speaking of guy. stories, by the way, uh, my wife Amy turned 40 on Friday. I don't know if I'm supposed to say ages, but uh, happy birthday, Amy. But happy she went birthday. in to renew her uh, driver's license. You'll love this one, Glenn. And the DMV, she's a registered Republican, oh, and the, the computer story. kept coming back to her being a Democrat. And she said to the it happened to be a, a woman that was working there. She said, "Look at I I don't know why I've answered Republican five times." She goes, "Oh yeah, the computers have been broke for months." She's like, "Well, I want it fixed. <laughs> I'm, I'm a registered Republican," and so they literally and she kept putting it in, and they said, "Well, fix it," and, and it would the computer would go right back to Democrat. <laughs> like, and my wife was like, "You know, could you imagine like if I didn't wasn't if I really wasn't looking, it would have just said okay and kept going, and my license would have said Democrat." So mm-hmm. that's the new way of I guess enrolling people in the Democratic Party. You just go yeah. right to the DMV and you know work through there. I, I'm I wonder sure. what happens when you're a legal alien going to get a driver's license. You just automatically register. Democrat. Maybe yeah. It just defaults. Yeah. Thank you. Another one. Just automatically. Just assumes that they're ninety-eight percent of the registered voters in Erie County are Democrat. Now we know why. Now we know why. It's not yeah. really another, it's just another DMV they... success story. You know, <laughs> yeah, your government right. dollars hard at work. Hard at work. Working goes, out oh, yeah, so that's, well. That computer's been. So that well. computers have been messed up for months. Oh, okay. Well, don't fix Amazing. them. <laughs> don't Amazing. Don't fix them. You know, the they seem to be working exactly how you want them. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> things are ah, don't worry about that. Right nope. on schedule. No big running, deal. No big things deal. Are running perfectly. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Now, if they were all showing up as Republicans, that would be <laughs> that would be front page news. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Yeah. They would shut down the machines, and that would be it. They have to shut <laughs> right. down the whole location and fix yeah. that. But you know, again, your government dollar is hard at work. You know, amazingly, the sad part is it used to be that the the one party on the right uh, thought that smaller government was better. And that uh, you know the the private sector was best off to handle most of everything in the economy, right? Uh, but not anymore. Now, now yeah. it's and then of course the other party, the left, uh, you know, the liberal party, you know, has, has always thought that bigger the government, the better. Yeah, Government's government there to make solves everything. More fair, right? Government solves everything. Exactly. They're going to levelize the outcomes and make it fair for mm-hmm. everybody. Of course, now we only have one party, and and that one party seems to think that. Bigger government is better, yeah. and that government has a solution to everything. Uh, case in point is the budget that just passed this past week, right? You're talking about another $4.1 trillion budget. 
So we had the the crisis of 2008. We passed TARP, which was about 800 to 900 a billion dollars, so almost a trillion dollars of stimulus huge that we pushed. Huge, huge success story. Huge success. Yeah, huge story. success story. Well, that at least kept <laughs> the banks from going completely under a lot of them. Yeah. So that was the fall when Bush was still in office. Then Obama comes into office, and right out of the gate, he takes that almost trillion dollars of increased spending, that trillion dollar jump. Oh seven was a trillion dollars less. Oh eight, a trillion dollars higher. Well, Obama took that trillion dollars higher. And he ran with it. He yeah, just, he. They passed that that uh, that stimulus package for eight hundred eighty billion dollars. Yeah, I think we'll take this every they year. They've been spending it ever <laughs> since. Well, ever since. Yeah, but Glenn, now, you're not. You're, you see, you know all. You can you can actually you can actually look and identify the projects that were done, right? Well, but but here's the thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, the roads, and the, the bridges, roads, that the are bridges, still crumbling. Look Meanwhile, at the, Higgins the kids. Is still crying about the twenty five million need to tear down the skyway, but we eight hundred billion dollars, and they couldn't carve out. Higgins couldn't bring home twenty million dollars to get the skyway down, but he's a success story, right? Yeah. But the point is, is that they have spent an extra trillion dollars, pretty much each and every year yeah. for eight straight years. Then we get the Republicans that take over Congress several years ago. Does the spending stop? No. no. Now the Congress, ha- we have the Congress, we have the Senate, we have uh, Well, they, the they were House, going right? to, though. Remember when they went door-to-door asking for your yeah. money and my money and my vote? Yeah. They were going to do that. They the just didn't get problem, around to it yet. Biggest problem being the, uh, the, the debt, right, the, the, you know, the spending and the debt. And guess what? Guess how much the Republicans have cut the spending? Zippo, <laughs> not a nickel, not a penny, nope. not a penny. Nope. Hasn't cu- haven't cut a thing. Yep. They've cut the rate of growth, woohoo! But they haven't cut a thing. <laughs> right. So apparently now, oh, well, that's the that's party. the new win, right? It, whether it's New York State or the federal government, if you can cut the size of what you're spending, not the not the actual the amounts, rate. but yeah, the growth, oh, the growth rate, rate. rate. So if you if, if, if we were going to give ourselves a three percent raise this year, we're only going to do a two percent raise. Oh, right. that's great. That's great. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so now the the GOP is no different than the liberals, and uh-uh. they are the party of big government, just like the Democrats are yeah. the party of big government. Well, we have one party now that all agree that big government is better, and yet we have every example in the world from the from as local as the DMV all the way up to the VA. Yeah, you know, to, you can look at so many different look programs. at state by state by state, right? State by the state states by that state. create jobs in this country are the ones with the lowest tax rates. They're the most That's business right. friendly. But on a federal level, our, our illustrious Republicans, Paul Ryan and the rest of these idiots, can't figure it out. They can't yep. figure it out. They can't. There's nowhere they could possibly cut. Really? How about the shrimp on a treadmill? Maybe we can cut that. <laughs> How about the Obama phones? Has there been any discussion in Congress about cutting Obama phones? Well, any you discussion can, whatsoever? You can't, you can't do that. They're all looking for that? jobs, Glenn. You can't do well, that. Well, because you need four cell phones yes. or iPhones to do that. Yes. Right? You, you need the latest iPhone 10, yes. which, by the way, sold out in minutes. Uh, you know, so that uh, you could go yes. out there and look They're for They're all work. looking yeah. for jobs, yeah. All why looking isn't for jobs. The, why aren't the Republicans looking for places to cut? Why aren't they proposing a budget that's back yeah. to $3.2 that's right. trillion, not that's right. $4.1 trillion. That's right. Let's, Let's get go this, back to $3 trillion. There's, there's certain things that Obama did break records for, right? One of them was yes. the federal debt. Let's do something about yep. it, yeah. Yeah, he broke yeah. a lot of records. He yeah, broke, food stamps. Well, actually, we'll talk about some of these records when we come back. There's a whole bunch of Student records Student loan debt, printing money, health care costs. Of, yeah, lots of great <laughs> ones there. So if you want to join us, 803-0930. Star 930 is a free call to sell. 1-800-616-9236. This Saturday, a week from today, we will be on location at the Marriott, live broadcast from our Super Forum, which registration starts at 9. I think the first breakout is at 930 or 10. 
There's breakouts going all day up until the radio show yeah. on things state, like identity theft, estate right. planning, uh, Social Security planning, Medicare, Medicare yep. Yep. and uh, 401K and, and how to participate in your 401K and information on that and so much more. So three, four, five different breakouts going on each and every hour for hours throughout the day so you can sign up for the ones that best fit you. Give us a call at the office, 633-1515 to register again, 633-1515. All right, Mike, very short break. We come back. We'll talk about some of the records that Obama broke and now some of the records that uh, uh, that Trump is breaking, really, as far as at least going back to more of a normal type of economic uh, scenario. So stay tuned. 803 on Star 930. You've got the financial guys. We'll be right back here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Alrighty, welcome back. Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, again live here at News Radio 930 WBEN. Before the break, we were just talking about some of the uh, some of the records uh, that Obama broke. But before we get back to that, um, again, if you just throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a living. We've assembled a very diverse team of investment professionals, whether it be Tom Canava, who's coming on next, who's a licensed attorney, one of our wealth strategists, or it be Ron Reinstein in divorce planning, Abby Gwynn, uh, women in investing. We've got Jay Blanchard uh, as a vet program, uh, John Haberstroh, Shield 457, uh, you know, program designed specifically for state troopers and police officers. We have uh, Social Security planning, Social Security claiming strategist, and uh, Mike Hayflick. Uh, who am I missing, Mike? Uh, well, the, uh, the, the busiest Perez one, is. yeah, Jeff Fine, 401k Jeff plans Fine, if yeah. you're a small business owner out there. And, of course, we have assembled a team of um, independent Medicare experts. Yeah, very and busy it is the season. So, you know, if you are, um, you know, if you are 65 plus and you're in the market for Medicare, I would encourage you to use our team. It literally does not cost you a penny. So if you want to ride around town and do all the work yourself, you can do that. Or you can call one of our folks. And come in, and they work with a number of different insurance providers, and they can match up your goals and objectives with the insurance company that best suits your needs. And your premium does not change. So I think there's this misconception that, well, if I go in and meet these independent reps, my premium is going to be higher. It is not. It cannot be higher in New York. So if you, uh, if you end up with XYZ Insurance Company, whether you do the homework on your own or you use one of our independent reps to help guide you, it doesn't cost a penny more. So I would encourage you to use our team, 633-1515. And look, this time, there's a few weeks left. They're working weekends. They're working nights. So you know we will get you in. Use our team as a resource, 633-1515. Absolutely. So Obama was awesome at breaking all kinds of records, right? He bridge. You mentioned you mentioned my favorite one was food break. stamps. That was a that yeah. was a classic. Well, he, there. and he knocked that out of the park. Knocked right it out of the, out of the park. I yeah. mean, he. I mean, right yeah. out of. So they, here's what they did with food stamps. Just so everybody's aware, they hired teams of people and they paid them commission. <laughs> yeah, commission. To literally go out. Your job was out, to sign people up. <laughs> that's right. To go out and find people that were eligible for benefits, whether they wanted the benefits or not. Just you know, you might not need the benefits. Clearly, you're not starving to death, right? <laughs> I but, think hey, you need them, but you qualify. So yeah. you should, if you qualify and you're entitled to it, right? Why wouldn't you use it? And well, they so, did their, they did a great job. So it's amazing job. how uh, how money works for those liberals, right? You yep. say, <laughs> look, look at we will give you a commission to sign That's people right. up, and cool. a record amount of them were sold. 
Yep, absolutely. Student loans was another one. I'm looking at that now as my mm. daughter's looking at uh, college. Uh, Jeff Boron, by the way, if you have a son or daughter that is a, a junior or a senior, uh, these guys are yeah, they're indispensable. Great. I mean, just I had a quick question. I was doing the FAFSA form uh, a couple of days ago and going through it, and you know, I just I had a quick question on something. I called Jeff up, got the answer right away. Yeah. By the way, he'll do it for seventy nine bucks. Seven oh, something like seventy nine bucks. He does the FAFSA forms. Just send it to him. Yeah, it's, it's a no-brainer, right? Yeah. So uh, it's great help there. But uh, now uh, college tuition, record high. Student loans yeah. have now are, are over a trillion. They've it's surpassed. for the kids. It's for the kids, Glenn. Yeah. It's for the it's kids. It's for the kids. Because yeah. coming out of college and starting work at $50,000 a year, it's really easy to pay down that quarter million dollars of debt. <laughs> I'm looking at some schools, it's worth I kid it, you too. not, it's worth that are 70000 plus. It's eight, worth $75,000 oh, is their tuition. I know. It's worth it, 75000 What do I get for 75000 Does a kid get a Mercedes when he shows up? I mean, seriously. <laughs> Uh, what do you get for seventy five thousand? How much of an education do you get for seventy five? A piece of paper that says you're that. smart. Seventy five thousand dollars a yep. year. Some yep. of these schools are. It's absolutely insanity. I mean, yep. that's that's just uh, you're talking about two hundred dollars a day. Yep. Three hundred sixty five days a year. By the way, the, uh, the privilege of of being taught by uh, some of these liberal professors. Yep. Yep. And uh, and they come out making twenty grand a year. Yep. Uh, black Mostly inequality, by the way. Uh, the uh, the yeah. income gap between uh, the white and that, white and black folks uh, got worse, not better. Yeah, he did a good job there. He also the uh, median family income he drove down quite a bit. He did Ooh. a good job there too. Yeah, that not was quite a record. He didn't quite break a record there, but certainly, uh, certainly did. That a, one's a, a impressive, by the way. That was impressive for Obama because you you came be he inherited a, you know this economy at the bottom of a recession. So to get right. median family income down after the recession, that's even, that's impressive. Even further. Yeah, it, yeah, that, that's, that's hard impressive. To do, right? Really that impressive. Is. I mean, you're talking yep. about boy, that's some really you're some record incompetence there. <laughs> I mean, uh, really, truly. Yeah, no, seriously. Along yeah. the same lines, uh, yeah. he was able to uh, drive labor participation down to record lows. I, yeah. Now, that was a record. Yes. Uh, going back, I think, to uh, when they started keeping records. Yes. Uh, so the <laughs> least amount. <laughs> he broke a record after a record there. Yeah. That's right. The How, least uh, amount of people actually working among us, which, which explains why only 20% ever, are actually paying taxes. Right? Ever. Which explains ever. why you know 60% of America pay almost nothing. 40%. Oh. 40-plus percent, almost 50 percent of households in America don't pay any taxes whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, they, right? get a, they get a check back, and it's still not enough. The, the, <laughs> median, the median 20 percent, that right in the middle, that middle 20 percent pays a couple percent. Yeah. The, the second highest quintile, right, that, that between you know, 60 to 80 percent of income earners pay you know, maybe 4 percent. Yeah. And then the top 20, that top 20 percent, that one quintile, that very top tier, Pay ninety five percent of all taxes, and somehow they think that the the wealthy aren't paying their fair share. Uh, that's well, not even the county of the wealthy. You're talking top twenty no, percentile, right? That's like everyone making over, yeah, you know, hundred well, grand or whatever. If you look at I and I, when I'm doing reviews with clients, you know, I'm I'm putting three different buckets down when it comes to taxes. You've got fifty million people paying zero, right, getting money back. You've got what I would call the wealthy which is the Warren Buffetts of the world. They're hiding their money in trust accounts. They're uh, buying companies in Canada and Ireland and Dubai to, to pay the lower rates. That's right. Like that. And then you've got what I call the middle class to what I would call uh, rich. They're not wealthy, but they're rich. And some people would argue with me, but I would say, hey, somebody making a million dollars a year not, might not be wealthy. They might be rich, meaning that a million dollars a year, yes, it's a lot of money, and nobody's saying it's not. However, it's not enough money like a Warren Buffett where you can hire a team of 100 accountants to hide it, right? 
you, it's just not enough. And so they get whacked the hardest, that, that middle to upper middle class, because you're not making enough money to hide it like the Warren Buffetts and the uh, the Facebook folks. Um, yep. You know, you're certainly not you're not making enough money to 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 hide it to be able to save it. You know, so at the end of the day, they get whacked the hardest that middle to upper middle class. And the sad thing is that middle to upper class, for the most part, are predominantly those small business owners yeah. that create two thirds of all U.S. jobs mm-hmm. are created by those folks. Yep. Okay, that's a big number, right? That's yeah. a, you know, that's a, those are the folks that are running the dry cleaners, that have the pizzeria, that are the law firm, that are the CPA partnership, that are are running those types of businesses, yep. and uh, those are the ones that should be. Well, really, everyone should be getting a tax. I'm not saying that the middle class shouldn't get a tax cut. I'm saying that we should be cutting the highest bracket yeah. all the way down to the well, lowest. Well, our good bracket. old Republican friends are now you know right with the yep. liberals, and Absolutely. well, I don't think we're going to give can't a check. Even tell them apart anymore. No. I they don't think we're going to get. They're the actually part. talking about another tax bracket, a higher tax bracket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're talking about a but higher the thing tax is, bracket. When they talk about a higher tax bracket, they never start at the Warren Buffett level. No. They never start at the Bill Gates no. level. They always start at the level that just seems to be just above what Congress is making. <laughs> right. Isn't that amazing? Mm. So if Congress is making two hundred grand a year, yep. the highest tax bracket typically starts right above that. I just remember, above that line. I remember Mr. Obama himself, his income was two fifty, and that's where the that's yeah, where the tax break yeah. <laughs> Anything under two fifty was great. Two fifty two, then you're gonna yeah. be taxed. All right, we'll talk more about that when we come back. Don't here. forget you home ownership, by the way. He broke that record too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah drove Least that amount of home ownership in uh, and, well and of course federal decades. Debt. I mean, he knocked it. We'll, we'll cover the well, rest. Well, the federal of it. I mean, debt, yeah, federal wow. debt. He knocked, knocked it out, out of the park. park. I mean, You're he, not kidding. I mean, that is you that want to is talk about a success story. I mean, that's, that's it right there. <laughs> he tripled I mean, just, it. I mean, that's it, awesome. Yeah, he, that's that's hard to do. Too. That is Incredible. awesome. Yeah. All right, we got to take a very short break. Hop across the hall from the news. We'll come, we back come back with Mr. Canavo here and yep, his friends. Mr. Canavo in get his uh, get his take on things. And again, if you just throughout the week, folks, six three three one five one five. Again, 633-1515. If you want to join the conversation here on the air, 803-0930. Star 930 is a free call on a cell. 1-800-616-9236. You've got the financial guys in studio here with Tom Canavo coming up on News Radio 930 WBEN. Stay tuned. Welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas, and now Tom Canavo joining us as well. Tom and friends. Theme music. Tom and friends. Tom Tom and friends. Yeah. I love the Springsteen lead in. Yeah. No, we got to have better. We we need theme music for you. I know. We do do need theme music. Mystery, intrigue, something. (laughs) Mystery, intrigue. It seems like it fits you. Game show. Game show? Game show could be good. Introduce introduce us to your friends, Tom. Sure. We have uh, actually two of our strategic partners uh, in with us today, Roxanne Sorensen from Elder Care Solutions of Western New York and Beverly Berry from Empower Federal Credit Union. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. So let's, uh, where do we start? Let's start with Bev Berry uh, from Empower Federal Credit Union. What is Empower Federal Credit Union? Um, We are. Wait, wait. We got to turn her on here. Hey now. <laughs> it's a family show. Hey, hey Frank, I can't. <laughs> Frank's been talking to me. Frank, I, we're powerless. I haven't, uh, I haven't mastered the art of, of lip reading yet, Frank. That's a finger, That's Frank. Sound pr- <laughs> I know what that means. Soundproof glass, Frank. Oh, all right, sir. Perfect. So talk right into the mic. Okay, there you go. First say, is this thing on? Is this thing on? (laughs) All right, so Empower Federal Credit Union. So we are... But uh, credit unions, I think of like um, a a building. I walk into the credit union. 
Do you have a building? We we are located on Walden Avenue in Cheektowaga. We're headquartered out of Syracuse, New York. But so you we, but you came to my place. I came to your place. Yeah, you came to our office. I How does that credit work? Credit union to you. Yeah. How does that work? So we're an employer-based credit union. So um, folks just don't wander in and join. It's brought to you as a service through your employer. So employers can offer it as a benefit. It's no cost, no commitment. Um, we come in and can do lunch and learn seminars on how to build basic budget. There's an educational component to it. But basically it opens up the field of membership to your employees and eligible members of their family. Yeah, because a lot of people aren't eligible for you know to join a credit union. So right. now this gives them an opportunity it to do that. It gives them an opportunity to do so. We also have a neighborhood um, field of membership. So if someone is uh, living live, lives, works, worships, or attends school in Buffalo or Cheektowaga, they can also uh, be part of the field of membership of credit union membership. So employers, though, like we em- did, we offered it to our yes. employees as an extended benefit. It's an Didn't extended cost benefit. us anything. Most yeah. benefits cost employers a lot of money. Yeah. And this is uh, a benefit that helps the employees, helps them. We can help them build, repair, improve their credit, uh, learn something over lunch. Uh, that they didn't know and uh, make them stronger financially and ultimately they look to their employer for saying thank you for doing that. Bev, everybody knows what a bank is. Everybody has worked with a bank. Is a federal credit union, is it a bank? Is it bank-like? What's the difference? Um, The biggest difference, we offer the same types of financial products that a bank does, but we are a not-for-profit. So we're structured so that the members are actually owners and share in the ownership operation and the profits. Uh, of the credit union, and it's a safe place to uh, borrow and lend at a reasonable rate. So our rates are often lower than conventional financial institutions. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people think about that, and they should, right? Like you go go buy a car, you buy a house, you think, well, I'll just call my local banker. Call the credit union. And um, our investment products in terms of um, shared certificates or what people would know as a CD, Uh our rates are really good. Yeah. So, in uh, car loans, we do a lot of refinance on car loans. Yeah. Sometimes I talk to members and they say, I, I need a personal loan. And I always ask them, do you have a car loan? And the, in most cases, they'll say yes. Well, if we can drop your car loan, you don't need the personal loan. You know? and they I don't didn't realize you could refinance a car loan. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. That's a huge benefit. So, so you, you provide loans, you provide other services that a bank offers. Why can't somebody just walk in off the street and, and join your credit union? It sounds like it's almost like a, like a private bank for regular employees. Some, some credit unions are structured differently. Um, our headquarters is actually out of Syracuse, New York. We're a $1.6 billion credit union, so billion with a B. It's, it's, uh, they invest a lot in research. We recently added a mobile check deposit, too. But they are structured such that it's an employer-based credit union. And not every credit union does a, a, a give back, but we've done this for nine years in a row. It's not guaranteed every year, but we share part of the profits. And last year we gave $3.25 million back to our members wow. just for doing business. So let me get this straight, because you are the credit union for the financial guys. You're our office yes. credit union. Yes. So if we have accounts with you at the end of the year, we might actually get money back just yes. for Just for doing with business. You. Thank you for doing business. Here's your give back. Awesome. It's, it's uh, a little like a, an interest rebate if you um, had an investment with huh. us, like a, a shared certificate yeah. uh, or savings accounts and an interest credit on a, a loan. Nice. So, I got twenty bucks on mine, but, but <laughs> I've heard I've heard it's folks who got hundreds of dollars. It's amazing what can happen when the government doesn't get involved. Loans right? or credit? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the credit really the credit unions have you know have an advantage where they're not as 
you know, the, as heavily regulated yet as the the banks are. So I think you're seeing it's amazing too. when you see people actually being able to do what they yeah, can do. The free market, yeah, free market. Nice. Wow. <laughs> and I think you're seeing and hearing more about credit unions now because of quite a bit of change in the community with the banks. Banks sure. being bought and sold. And yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, yeah, we always said the sign business is the best business to be in over the last <laughs> ten years. So. Well, the whole too big to fail yeah. thing it just made a lot of banks bigger. So to be honest with you, you know, yeah. so now dealing with a handful of banks that are behemoth and huge sometimes can be intimidating and sometimes they don't. It's hard to get loans in some cases from yeah. some of these banks. They want every single nickel documented and especially if you're a small business owner or somebody who um, you know runs a business or has a 1099 income or a K1 income versus a W2, it can be extremely difficult. Yeah. So, so walk us through the process of, of, of going through a loan with, with you guys versus a bank as far as uh, whether it be a car loan or homeowners or is it the same t- sort of doc process that you'd go through with the bank? Um, I would say it's similar, but one of the things that we like to talk about is we do storybook lending. So our, our members are more than just a credit score. And we ask questions that uh, are relevant to their story. Every member has a story. Every story is unique. So our storybook lending uh, lends itself to try to help that member who are owners in the credit union get what they want. Ultimately, it's a win-win for both of us. Nice. Is there a phone number, uh, website people can check you out on? Uh, Yes. They can go to www.empowerfcu.com. And power uh, FCU F okay. for Federal Credit Union. Mm-hmm. I even got that one. <laughs> <laughs> and the phone number. Very good. Um, they can call one eight hundred four six two five thousand. One eight hundred four six two five thousand. Introduce us to your other friend. Yes, uh, Roxanne with Elder. We Care didn't think Solutions. you had friends. Uh, you know what? I, I have to. Work <laughs> for the radio. Tom, you showed up with people. Are like, wow. I didn't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Roxanne is another one of our strategic partners, and in a uh, a different line of business altogether, and a line of business that I think most people, especially people with elderly parents or who are elderly themselves, uh, don't really realize exists. Roxanne, what is it that you do? Well, Elder Care Solutions, we're aging life care specialists, so we have a team of social workers and nurses who provide comprehensive assessments of an older adult's needs. So we're assessing their medical need, their financial need, their psychosocial environment and safety, and we then come up with a plan to determine, is it safe to remain home? Do we need to look at an alternate level of care? And what services can we put into the home if necessary? So we're pretty much your advocate, and we're micromanaging you almost um, and managing you through the complex system of aging. So we're getting through the nuts and bolts. Um, we're trying not to let anybody fall through the cracks. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me give you just an example. Uh, somebody has a surgery, it doesn't go particularly well, and they're trying to rehab, and uh, it's time to leave the rehab facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're confused because their insurance is not paying for the rehab anymore. Uh, they can't get in and out of bed necessarily. They, they're telling them they have to go home. What, if anything, do you do for somebody in those circumstances? That is actually a typical call for us every day. And as, as, a, as, a, as an aside, I actually called and left Roxy on a message yesterday about this very person. Really? Uh, yeah, I did, actually. She was in my office, and uh, she needed some uh, help beyond what we provided the financial guys, so I called Roxanne to see what she thinks. So. so what we would do is we would meet with the family to find out what that person's needs were, why they were in rehab. We would go to the rehab facility, meet with the physical therapy team, the nurses and the social workers, look at their care plan. We would do a home evaluation to determine what services need to go into the home. 
sight unseen is very difficult for a rehab to say, okay, we're going to order all this equipment. What if the equipment doesn't fit through the door? So we're going to go in, evaluate the house, bring back what is actually necessary to bring into the home for equipment. We'll assist in arranging the in-home care. So maybe private aides will bring certified home care in. A lot of family members are not in town, so they need some oversight and supervision of the services coming in and our nurses will do that. So we'll bring the person home from the rehab center, we'll do a care plan meeting there, and then we'll put all those pieces in place and then we nine out of 10 times manage them so that the family has to go back to work, they may have to go back home, and mom and dad are not falling through the cracks if they need transportation, we're arranging that, meals on wheels, any service imaginable for a loved one to come home, we can do, or the flip side is we may say they can't go home. So we're looking at can they really be safe in their home and then we have to have that realistic conversation with the client and the family. If they can't go home, maybe we're looking at assisted living. Maybe this person doesn't need a nursing home but needs assisted living. But it all does finally boil down to the money. What can they afford to bring into the home or into the facility? And then we're navigating them through either veterans benefits and trying to get extra money through that, Medicaid if it's necessary. So. It's comprehensive. It's just not, oh, let's just bring them home and figure this out. You have to have a formalized plan to be safe. Hmm. It, with, with any wow. given case that you have, how many different agencies, organizations, insurance companies would you be dealing with? You could deal with anywhere from one to a dozen at a time. You're dealing, say, maybe with Independent Health or Blue Cross or Univera. You're during, dealing with certified home care. You might be dealing with a private home care agency. You might be dealing with meals, transport. Right there, we already have six or seven companies, and that's not even including the rehab center. Hmm. Yeah, that's a lot there. Well, what's your phone number? 823-1476. All right, 823-1476. Uh, Glenn, what do you want? You want to clean up the phone lines before the break here? Yeah, why don't we do that? We'll take a couple calls, and we'll go to a quick break. All right. Uh, are you going to stick with us, both of you? Yes. Another, another mm -hmm. seg segment here? All right, uh, let's welcome John in Rochester quick. John, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing doing good. With, with any chance, power the Power uh, Credit Union... Roger Young still the CEO there? No, John Wakefield is okay. our CEO. Roger is probably retired. Good. Look at look at John and Rochester name dropping. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> exactly. Rubbing elbows with some CEOs. Love it. We actually extend to uh, a number of companies in Rochester too, uh, because we partner with some share uh, ShareNet uh, credit unions. So accessibility is really good between that and our fifty five thousand. Uh, fee-free ATMs with all points. <clears throat> you know, you're huge uh, in the Syracuse area for sure. We're growing in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. Big, big, big. But, but uh, you know, I got a question for uh, Mike and Glenn. You were talking about uh, Obama and some of his uh, shortcomings. Uh, well, we were just talking about the records he broke. Yeah, no, he was yeah, breaking no. records left <laughs> and right. It, it, like, that was a positive. Yeah. Food stamps. Uh, I got a story for you guys. And uh, You know, there, there are I know people on food stamps, and they, they need them. But uh, we had a story here in our local Democrat and Chronicle, which is very uh, a biased newspaper. But they, they were uh, focusing on a mother and daughter who were – this was a front-page story. And the fact they were going to cut back some food stamp benefits here in Monroe County. This is going back a couple of years ago. And because – of this cutback, they wouldn't be able to get a birthday cake for the daughter. Well, they put a picture of the mother and daughter on the front page of the newspaper, and they were both obscenely obese. And I thought, that is not the right picture you want to 
put on your uh, newspaper to get sympathy for. It was, I thought, pretty hilarious. Yeah. Really counterproductive to the story. But it goes to show you those people had enough to eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Thanks for the call, John. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. All right. What do you want to do? Take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick break. If you want to join us, by the way, if you have questions for our guests or questions for us or you just want to join the conversation, again, 803-0930 is the call number, 803-0930. Star 930 is the free call in cell. 1-800-616-9236 is the Choice One toll-free line. And if you need us throughout the week, folks, if you uh, don't get your call in here or don't get your question answered, maybe it's too personal, or you need a referral to uh, to any of the businesses that we're talking about, whether it be Elder Care or Empower uh, Credit Union, uh, 6331515 is our office number. Again, 6331515. All right, very short break. You've got the financial guys. We'll be right back here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, and uh, Tom Canavo in studio as well. And Tom's brought a couple of friends with him, Roxanne from Elder Care, we were just talking <laughs> with, as well as Bev from Empower Financial Federal Credit Union. Why is that funny? Tom just brought some friends. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why that's funny. He's so happy. We're happy for you. We're happy for you, Tom. My mom is proud today. (laughs) (laughs) I finally have some nice friends. Tom Canavo, by the way, is the uh, is a wealth slash uh, wealth advisor slash attorney. So. This is true. He's been helping, uh, which is you know an incredible role when you when there's very few licensed attorneys that are actually also licensed to do financial planning. And I think it's imperative that you have somebody in the office that can blend the two together because there's some really good estate planning attorneys out there, but a lot of times they forget about, you know, maybe the tax consequences of moving money to a trust or something like that. So having, you know, somebody who can who can look at the bigger picture like that and have comprehensive planning is huge. Sure. As, yeah, as the firm obviously as as the firm gets more and more comprehensive with the services we're providing to our clients we find that the advice that we're giving cuts across a lot of different disciplines, across the mm-hmm. law, finance, uh, 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 taxes, yep. right? So we really have to be as comprehensive e- as we can. Even, and when you mention law, I mean, even some of the calls that we got this week, uh, unfortunately, there was a, a, an advisor in the paper this week who oh, stole yeah. some, well, suppo- I don't well, know. Allegedly, right? Allegedly so. stole some money, right? And, you know, we were getting a few calls this week, like, boy, um, you know, I, that, that we're unfortunately with this this gentleman. And and you were able to help sort of help guide us with some of the legal side of that, that, you know, what was going on over there. But let me just say this, by the way, and, and I actually borrowed this from Glenn years ago when Bernie Madoff got busted. Glenn was on Channel 4. And uh, Milo, Milo's Harrison? Am I, is it Milo? Milo's? Harrison. Harrison. So he was interviewing Glenn, and he said, Glenn, how do people protect themselves against this? And Glenn said, well, the first thing I would do is make sure you're working with a big custodian. And so I would really encourage you out there, if, you're, you, know, if you are with this particular planner and you're nervous, you know, always make sure the statement on the top is something different than the financial advisor's name. <laughs> true, <laughs> you know, true. Yeah. Like with us, we're using Fidelity or Schwab or you know, uh, big Ameritrade. We work with I call them toolboxes, but you know, and I always tell our clients, hey, look, if something was to happen to our firm, if you walked out of here and the firm blew up, you could call that institution and say, hey, is my stuff here? And they'll say yes. You know, it's really important, you, and, you look, and that's not even a guarantee, but at least it helps. I mean, at least if yes. you're, you know, if you're with a big custodian, it's helpful. But I think you know, you've got to be a, um, 
you've got to be part of the process, right? You have to be, this should be a partnership. I think, mm. you know, obviously you look to a professional for the advice part of it, but you need to take an active role in your investments as well. Keep an eye on your statements, you know, look, and if a question comes up, if something doesn't look right, call, you know, we get calls every now and again. I had a great call from somebody this past week that said, I don't understand all these different, you know, transactions. And so we got on the phone together. We called the custodian yeah. and the custodian explained that, Oh, there was a, they had the, something came in, it was overfunded. And so they had to, you know, bust some of the trade down and they did it wrong and blah, blah, blah. But Hey, it was, it was something that looked funny and, and, uh, and there was an explanation behind it, but they called us, we called the custodian and, and that's what you do. So, you know, keep an eye on your statements, keep an eye on what's coming in. Don't, we want your trust and we, and we obviously want to work with people that trust us. But as I think it was Mike Hayflick that says it perfectly, we don't want blind trust. Sure. Right? And you shouldn't have blind trust with any, uh, anything, whether it be your attorney, whether it be your accountant or it be your financial advisor. What we see a lot is people don't even realize if they're still their financial planners. Mm. They have a statement, but they haven't spoken to them in years. Wow. It happens all too point. often. You know, they, yeah. uh, the financial advisor will basically take your money. And you don't hear from them for forever. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, time goes by and those statements can get, well, you guys know, the statements can get kind of complicated. You're not even sure what you're invested in any longer. Yep. So, uh, you know, you get your advisor call. Yeah. And if you're looking at your statement, you can't figure it out, then maybe you shouldn't be in it. That's and, right. Uh, you know? Yeah. And just like in the banking world, investment companies get bought out too. So sometimes, right. you know, you're with this particular company and next thing you know, another statement comes in because there is there are those buyouts, there are those mergers and things like that. So it can be tough to track. It can be tough to follow. And that's why having a, re- a good relationship and a solid relationship with an advisor who can work with you on an ongoing basis, meet with you on a regular basis. But again, if you have questions, you got to be part of the process. Certainly, you know, pull out that statement, take a look at it once a quarter. And if something, you know, if something raises a question or, or something doesn't seem right, pick up the phone, start making phone calls and track it down right away. Because the longer it goes, the harder it is to ever get any of that back. Yep. They so, should also be looking at their uh, banking statements too and their financial institutions yeah. because some people think they, they should only have one institution. And I always tell people yeah. that... Um, even if you love your bank, it's always great to have options, and a credit union is a great addition uh, to your conventional Absolutely. financial institution. And we see a lot of financial exploitation. No one is looking at those statements, yeah. like Tom mentioned, and either children or somebody they might have hired is exploiting them. They don't realize the money's leaving their account. You know, Roxanne, it's, it's right. funny that you should mention that, but funny and sad as well. Uh, people come to us, and uh, a lot of people want to protect their assets against Medicaid. If they have to go to a nursing right. home, they want to talk about their estate plan. And uh, oftentimes, if somebody's a little older, they might come in with a child uh, or uh, or some other family member that's going to end up being their executor and have power attorney and all of that. And we, well, we appreciate them coming in and helping them and driving all that. We, as advisors, have to spend at least a few minutes meeting alone uh, with the client to make sure that there's not any sort of undue influence that's happening there, that uh, what they really want to do, what they're telling us they want to do is what they actually want to do, until we establish that relationship and then get to know both the client and the son or the daughter or the other relative. Uh, but it's very important because, as you point out, uh, people's money disappears and they don't know where it went and who did it to them. And as was the case with this advisor, it's a lot of family, friends, and Yep. People that have been known for years. Yeah. Right. Any yep. questions, by the way, use us as a resource, 633-1515. Do you guys mind if we go, oh, Tony, I was just going to go to you. Tony uh, had an estate planning question. I wanted to go to Tony. That's I'll okay. Call back in, Tony, yep. if you want, 803-0930 and star 930. You know, it's a good, I'm glad we kind of got off on a little bit of a tangent, but I think it's a good tangent because, as you just mentioned, it's not always a financial person. Sometimes it's a, it's a family friend, sadly. So, yeah. you know, keep an eye on your loved ones. Keep an eye on what's going on. You know, kind of, kind of involve yourself a little bit and pay attention because it's very easy. And, and we've had this case happen, sadly, with 
uh, with people that we know where suddenly there's a you know an outside person comes in you know whether it be a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever and they get very close to the individual and next thing you know you know they're they're borrowing quote unquote money out of bank accounts and things like that so mm-hmm. you know be on the lookout for those types of things and from a credit union's perspective what what can you guys do i mean do you ever see i'm sure you see it come in but what i mean is there a way to to stop it or or do you have to basically listen to the instructions of the person that owns the account um I guess that's something that's on a case-by-case basis. But if we see uh, a case where we suspect abuse, we do report it. Um, If you see a pattern of unusual mm -hmm. deposits or withdrawals, particularly withdrawals, you you have a procedure in place to to check up, make sure it's okay. And the Center for Elder Law and Justice has a task force that is working to combat financial exploitation. So for Erie County, there's the Elder Abuse Council, and they're different providers like myself, banks, sheriffs, law enforcement, all various law enforcement, and the courts who are trying to work on this so that the banks have better regulations. So if I'm walking up to a teller and I'm 85 years old and I have someone with me and they're asking for $20,000, why are you doing that? And there should be red flags. There should be ways of not being able to access that money. And right now there's really nothing. Right. You know, you, meant, you mentioned the teller at the bank, and I assume that most of the tellers don't know most of the customers because the banks are so big and they have so many customers. The credit union is more of a personal touch, wouldn't you say? It is. It's, um, we, we get to know the uh, members very well, and it's, uh, it's a little bit more personal. As I said, we do storybook lending. Um, we get to know, I, just a, a week ago, I had a, a member come in, and what I love about the credit union is we really make a difference in people's lives, and that's why I love this job. But uh, a member came in and hugged me and said, uh, Empower changed your life. And you don't think about it. You know, you think about elder abuse, but sometimes um, younger people, they're being nickeled and dimed with fees. Um, this was a case where she couldn't get a loan with a, through a conventional financial institution. We gave her like a $500 loan. She paid it back. She got another one. She bought a car. And uh, I asked her, uh, because I go into member companies to talk to the individuals and sign them up for um, the credit union membership. She said um, that the uh, the credit union helped her when the financial institution wouldn't, hmm. and it changed her life. Well, so. We hear that a lot. I mean, the, the, what you can do with the credit union, the relationship that you develop can be so much deeper and better than, again, the big banks. You know, they, they, they passed the two banks, you know, too big to fail. You know, obviously another government policy with good intentions but very bad outcomes. And what you're seeing is you're seeing the regulations be so overbearing on these banks mm-hmm. that the smaller banks, those local community banks that used to serve that niche, are now, they can't afford to meet the compliance costs, and so they're being swallowed up and merged by the larger banks. And what where there's a void there, it's nice to see the credit unions that are coming in to fill that void because it's an important niche that, that needs to be filled for sure. Is that Tony back? Was that Tony on line one? No? All right. Well, uh, I was just going to say, too, on the on the uh, younger folks, um, you know, we talk about uh, abuse on the elder um, citizens, but on the younger end, uh, oftentimes they're being charged fees to, for, to transact, to go to an ATM. They're charged uh-huh. 2 3 $5. That'll eat up a paycheck pretty fast. Oh, yeah. And uh, I often hear about auto loans where someone is paying 24% because they had less than perfect credit. Wow. Right. So that's really where... Um, the credit union can help. Perfect. Well, if Absolutely. you could give us a local number, do you have a local phone yes. number? Yes. Um, they can call uh, 481-0651, and I can 
uh, direct them, or we can talk about. And if, if you're a small, medium-sized business, and if you know, small, like to give this as a free option to your employees, really any size company can yeah. offer this. Yeah, and of course, Roxanne, you know, unfortunately, most of the folks calling you are have family members that are getting into some kind of a special needs facility, usually last minute, uh, and they need your help. What's that number? 823-1476. 823-1476. Great. Let's right. actually, can we sneak thank in you. Jackie real quick? No no, 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 no. No. Hold on, Jackie. But thank you both so much for joining us. We really Frank, appreciate it. Frank, look at thank Frank. Frank is waving us off. No Frank's way. Like, All right, got to go to break. You've got the financial guys. We'll be right back here on the other side of the break. <laughs> The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. They're right, right on, right on, right on the money. The financial guys, they're right, right on, right on, right on the money. The financial guys, they're right, right on, right on, right on the money. The financial guys, your trusted advisors. The financial guys, right on, right on, right on the money. It's time to talk money. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local investment professionals Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Registered representatives with Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. Hour number two here, News Radio 930, WBEN, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, Tom Canavo in studio here on News Radio 930. Yep, his, his friends left him, but Tom is still here. His friends here. left him. They, they're they only on loan for 30 minutes. <laughs> I, ran, I ran out of money. But, uh, <laughs> we <laughs> Pay him by the half hour, that's it. We got a text and harassing Canavo, and we're like, what is, whose number is it? Who's that? It's Jeff Boron. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is that? Love it, love it, love it. By the way, if you need your FOSFA forms done, your whatever forms for college, I don't know. I don't have any college yeah, kids yet, but FOSFA, FOSFA is it? FOSFA? FAFSA? FAFSA. I don't know. Yeah, you you know the forms you need if you've got a senior in uh, college or high school or a, uh, you know getting ready for college. So call Jeff and our college planning team at 633-1515. And, of course, Medicare season. We have a whole team of independent Medicare reps, you know, Alan, Brian, uh, Jan, uh, you know, they can all help you, um, you know, and, and really, you know, take a lot. First of all, take the worry out of, of making sure you're making the right decision with your Medicare, number one. Number two, uh, don't spend hours driving all around town looking at all these different options. They have a number of different companies, all the big ones. They'll sit down. They'll match up your goals and objectives with the right company. And then you'll have somebody there in the future, too. I mean, something happens every year. Those those plans yep. change. Companies come in and out of the market with better stuff. And, and uh, you, you know, then you'll have somebody that can, you know, help guide you as the years go on. And I promise it does not cost you one more penny. That if you go directly and do all the work yourselves or you have somebody else do it, it's the same cost. So, Use them as a resource, 633-1515. Think about how, the time you would, how much time you'd save, right? There's yes. four, different, four different providers in Erie County. So if you went to one seminar for each, that's four hours right there alone. But then you've got to bring the homework back, right, all the information you gather. Yep. And you've got to put it out in the kitchen table, and you've got to figure out 
which plan covers what. And each yeah. carrier has multiple plans. And so you could spend up to 12 to 20 hours going through between seminars, driving around town, and then trying to figure out which plan is best for you versus coming into our office for maybe an hour, yeah. maybe a half hour, you know, even less than that. We know the plans. Our, our folks know the plans. Say that's what they do every day, all day. It makes it uh, very easy for them to uh, when that's all you do. So anyway, 633 That's 633 uh, Tom, this one's for you. Huge news coming out this week. Uh, not the, not the, the, uh, the, the Mueller misdirection on the I'm going to charge somebody on Monday. Um, <laughs> That's that's big too. But the other big news was that they are the uh, I guess the, the president or the Justice Department has ungagged an FBI informant, right? Who's going to testify in front of Congress if he makes it that far? I hope he's got some some good security and they're keeping <laughs> Hillary far far away. But uh, it's amazing how many people have <clears throat> just coincidentally freakishly died right before they were supposed to testify. <laughs> there was a person last year who was going to testify. Just- Happened to come out of nowhere. Yeah, well, the one last year, the guy was supposed to testify on Monday. Committed suicide, seven shots to the back of his head. Seven shots to the back of the head. That's right. That's tough to do. That's tough to do. But the other guy was going to testify, I think it was last June or the June before, against the Clinton Foundation. And on Sunday, he was supposed to testify Monday, and just miraculously on Sunday, he was weightlifting in his his apartment, and the barbell dropped on his neck. And he thought he could could lift 800 pounds. Who can't lift 800 pounds? <laughs> Happens all the time. Guy was consistently good for three hundred pounds every single day. Every time, just not that day. Not you see, the problem day. is when he flew into Washington, he didn't stop on the tarmac and have a conversation with uh, Bill Clinton first before he uh, went to do what he <laughs> so had to I do. Hope they, I hope and they he just had the conversation; everything would be fine. Yeah, or so, floated a little money into the uh, Clinton Foundation, you know. Which this is doing is great. So like Russia did. Like <laughs> Russia, like Russia did. did. This reminds me so much of the Moreland Commission. So yes. they commissioned the Moreland Commission, Governor Como, decide, so that it can, you know, ferret out this corruption. And after it goes through and it takes on a number of, of corrupt players in, in the legislature of New York, suddenly it starts closing in on the governor's mansion. And oh, <laughs> shut that down. Gone, right? you know, now, the Mueller thing is the same way. But here's yes. what we found out this week, and this is huge, right? I found out this week that... The Clinton found uh, Clinton family, not the foundation. The Clinton campaign, as well as the DNC, paid upwards of six to nine million, somewhere in that range, uh, to through an attorney that went to another GP, a Fusion GPS or whatever it was, that eventually went out and funded this dossier. Now, the New York Times, great article from the New York Times yesterday, coming out talking about the title of the article is how Team Hillary played the press for fools over Russia. And this is classic. (laughs) It talks about within 24 hours, this is a quote, within 24 hours of their concession speech, campaign chair John Podesta and manager Robbie Mook assembled her communications team at the Brooklyn headquarters to engineer the case that the election wasn't entirely on the up and up. For a couple of hours, the, the uh, Shake Shack containers littering the room, they went over the script they would pitch to the press and the public. Already, Russian hacking was at the centerpiece of that argument. So here's what happened. They funded this dossier. This dossier is what's been used to basically uh, uh, allege this co- collusion between Russia and uh, Trump. There's been not an iota, not a smidgen, to use uh, uh, Obama's words, of, co- of, of collusion or any sort of evidence between Trump and and the uh, and the Russians, but suddenly they found all of this collusion, including over a hundred million dollars that was paid to the Clinton Foundation, five hundred thousand dollars that was paid to Bill Clinton to give a speech, which was five times what his going rate was. He happened to ask permission of the State Department, which is about the only time he asked for Hillary's permission, to go talk to 
the the uh, the Russians that were at the heart of trying to to uh, to close this uranium deal. And at the end of it all, and on top of that, Podesta gets his well, one of the companies that Podesta is involved in gets a thirty million dollar funding by a Russian uh, investment group tied directly to the Kremlin. Yeah. But all of that, all of that doesn't constitute collusion. But the fact that Donald Jr. met with unsolicited That's right. Uh, unsolicited, they were talking met, treason for met him. with a Russian yeah, well, <laughs> right. met with the Russian attorney. They, didn't pay for information, didn't ask for information, didn't get any information. Here's the one best. meeting, didn't go anywhere. Here's the best, Glenn. CNN uh, has spent three minutes and fifty four seconds on it. This right. is true, right? ABC devoted thirty one seconds to it. But they've beat the uh, CBS and NBC who have uh, spent zero time on that. Now, John Jr., zero. on the other hand, zero. the minute the story broke, uh, CNN spent 10 minutes of the, right away, the first 10 minutes on, on Trump Jr. Joke. I say this. Total if, joke. If, 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 there's, if justice isn't done, if, there's, if this isn't collusion, I, I don't know what the definition is. I mean, if this isn't a pay-to-play scheme— you already have Podesta who failed to disclose financial information. You've got something like 15 or more felonies here that have been committed by Hillary and her inner circle of her, her cabal between uh, Podesta and, and the rest of her ilk. And now, so now we have Mueller all of a sudden, you know, quickly, well, we got we to rush the indictment here. We got to change the narrative. I will be shocked if anybody associated with the Democrats are charged on Monday. Yeah, I me guess, too. My guess it'll be Paul Manafort, and and Paul Manafort, what he'll be charged for will be an ancillary thing that will have no ties to the campaign or to the Trump family. But that's what the media will focus on for the next the, few weeks. The poor the guy. The story here, folks, is that Hillary's campaign and the Democrat National Committee funded this opposition research, which is a felony. It's illegal to to fund a foreign uh, uh, entity or individual for opposition research. They did it. And right. it's tied the, right the to The poor him. guy so, locked in a beer cooler, cooler will get more of a, a whack on the hands on that's than right. they will. Well, we'll so, see. T- sorry, if not, Tom. though, then there's two different, uh, uh, stat, you know, two different levels of, of yeah. justice in this country. And you that's think? disgusting to me. Disgusting. So, so now, well, it's, now, it's that it's, now that it's Trump's Justice Department and, right. uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, sessions in place, do you think that they're actually going to start an investigation into these Old allegations. Uh, I won't call them allegations. These old facts better, about this yeah. uranium one deal. Yeah, they well, should. And, what, and, and if they don't, what would the reason be for not doing it? Both the Senate and, and and the Congress, I think, and the House are, are opening, reopening, or, or opening investigations. But you're right. It should be a full on Justice Department. Now, here's the other thing. What in the world was the FBI doing, funding this guy? For opposition, the FBI has a budget of a gajillion dollars. Right. You mean to tell me that you <laughs> right. had the, they didn't have their own money to do right. that? But here's <laughs> the most scary part of it: Why was the FBI funding this opposition research for this Steele dossier after the election was over? Mm. There's reports mm. that the FBI continued after Trump was elected, continued to support this Michael or whoever it was Steele guy, not Michael Steele, but uh, Steele. I can't remember his first name, but. Uh, he's the one who put together this dossier, which was basically fake. Now, the dossier, by the way, was he, the guy who got, got the information put in this dossier got the information from another Russian spy. So basically, Hillary paid her law firm to pay another uh, uh, opposition research firm that went out and paid this o- overseas spy to get information from Russian spies to implicate uh, a Trump in some sort of a collusion with Russia. Yep. 
Mean and now it's all coming tied back to Hillary yeah. and her campaign. But Media. the scary thing is, is they ran out after the campaign, after the election was over. Yeah. They got together. They put the narrative together about her excuse as to what happened, and they ran out with it. And the media has run with it ever since. That's to your right. point, Mike, and yeah. on the number of minutes that were spent on this stuff. CBS, zero. NBC, zero. ABC, 31 seconds. CNN, 3 minutes, 54 seconds. It was a quality 31 seconds. That's, 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 that's right. That's right. Seconds. Now, Trump, Trump Jr., the, the second <laughs> the story broke. It was all day news. A joke. I know we got, we're long in the segment. We'll take a break. Right, here. We got to take a short break. If you want to join us, folks, 803 Star 930 is a free call on the cell, 1 800 616 We're going to be joined by uh, Mark Green at some point this hour. He is a teamster that has been right on top of this pension uh, cut deal that's going on. And, and this is really unfortunate. This is the first pension cut that the uh, Treasury Department has ever approved at this magnitude. And uh, those of you that are below 75 years of age that are collecting a, a Teamsters pension are in for a unpleasant surprise if you're not yeah, already stinks. aware. You know, people counting on that pension. And, yep. Yeah, this is uh, this is what happens, though, when, when you, unfortunately, you know, you have mismanagement and yep. and uh, you don't collect enough money and you don't get the pension. The pension, by the way, had something like, what was it, 30% in alternative investments or 65. something like 65. Yes. Oh, my God. 65. We'll talk so we'll more talk about it when Mark comes back. All right. 803 and Star 930. And if you need us throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a, a living. Uh, reach us at the office, 633 is our office number. Again, 633 Very short break. We'll come back with your calls and questions here. You've got the financial guys along with Tom Canavo here on News Radio 930 WBEN. All righty. Welcome back. Got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, and Tom Canavo in studio. I'm working on a... Uh, no idea where Mark Green is, by the way. Who's supposed to call in... Uh, quarter after, so hopefully he'll call in at some ago. point here. Yeah. yeah, well, I'd like to have him on. I mean, this is a big deal for, for, uh, for Teamsters. And, and, and you know, not only just Teamsters, we've got some widows as clients, sadly, that um, you know, are relying on this pension. They, you know, they lost their husband, and you know, they, 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 you know, they, when you check the box, you know, I want uh, lifetime benefits, you know, uh, what do you call it, joint survivor benefits. Yeah, joint with survivor. You, right. know, you, you, you know, you want to take care of your, your spouse if something, God forbid, happens to you. And in some cases, God forbid, something has happened to some folks. Yes. And now their widows are up the creek without the proverbial paddle. And that's, to me, just unacceptable. I mean, you talk about paying into a pension system for all your life. This is why we say sometimes when you have a pension you know, we, we always do the analysis on whether or not you're better off taking the pension or rolling it over mm-hmm. if you have that option. You don't always have that option, but in some cases you have the ability to uh, roll over and, and uh, get the know, lump r- sum and take the lump sum and then build your own pension, right? Yeah. And sometimes you've got to look at that very, very seriously. Lots of people don't like to think about that because they don't want to take that risk into their own hands. But ultimately, when you're the master of your own destiny, then you have the ability to then control that lump sum. If you don't and you take the pension and they decide to cut the pension or the pension goes bankrupt like it has in this case, then you don't have any control, yeah. sadly. I think, boy, you, you have the ability thing. to control your own destiny. You, you should, for the most part, take advantage of it, no doubt. You know, Glenn, you, you raise a good point. You know, Aside from the risks of the pension, those private pensions that uh, can go belly up, uh, what a lot of people don't know, and, and you guys understand this, you see it every day, uh, people looking at retirement start kind of do that back-of-the-envelope calculation. Oh, this is, what I, this is what life costs me now. This is what I'm going to get for Social Security. This is going to be my pension. I'm good. And what most people don't realize is that the overwhelming majority of those pensions aren't indexed for inflation on the private side of things. Right, guys? Yeah. So the, what, what might work for them now, five, six, seven, eight years from now, uh, might not. They may not be able to make it, uh, make it stretch. Yep. So, again, well, you take, and, take and control of your 
taking control of your own finances and creating your own pension yeah. might be the answer. Yeah, and a lot of those people, unfortunately, they just took it for granted, right? That pension will be there forever at That's X right. amount well, of dollars. Teamsters are huge, right? They're big. They yeah. got a lot of money. They've had you know th- 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 thousands and thousands of members that have paid into this thing. How could that possibly be? Well, when you mismanage the investment pool and you underfund it, yep. well, you have a ability to run out of money. And just That's so you know, not, boys, all the Teamsters that, out there, the Obama phones are still rolling. So They're still rolling. That's right. <laughs> Seriously, There's right? There's no so money out there to help you guys. They can't help but you guys. the Obama phones are in the mail. That's right. Think about that for a second. Yep. So the Treasury Department approved this plan to basically lower – you're talking about lowering folks' pensions by something right around 25 to 30 percent. Right. Now, I'm not talking 5 percent No. I'm talking if you were getting a pension yeah. of and guess what's coming next, right? Now you're going to get a pension of twenty thousand dollars. That's a big difference. And to your point, Tom, the raises. Guess what's coming next? The raises, right? right. I mean, they'll inflate their way out of this mess. Is ultimately what will happen. My guess is that's what they'll end up doing. By the way, with uh, Social Security as well. Debt. You know, yeah. <laughs> the U.S. national debt. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's here forever. <laughs> that's well, that's never the, going away. We're not going to inflate our way out of that mess. That'll, that'll be there forever. The only way to pay that off is to inflate your way out of it or yeah. to freeze spending, begin yeah. to lower spending, yeah, lower and get back to 4.5% growth. Lower now, spending. Are you drinking already? Yeah, I didn't really. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, right? President Trump may very well get to that 45 to 5% uh, growth yes. rate. I, I have every reason to believe he's going to get there. We just had he gets a, tax cuts, 3%. He gets he gets tax right. cuts, he will. No doubt about but, it. But, but uh, these, you guys, know. these clowns will just spend it. I mean, these clowns That's in Congress will just go right through and spend it. I yep. mean, here was Obama's last year, okay? The first quarter of 2016, 0.6 GDP growth. 0. 0.6. 0. 0.6. Second quarter, 2.2. Yeah. First, first, Third quarter, 2.8. Fourth yeah. quarter, 1.8. Now, the first quarter of Trump, now, mind you, he just took over, 1.2. By the second quarter, confidence had risen. A businesses reinvestment was 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 kicking up. Confidence is drive spending, and spending drives the economy. Second quarter GDP three point one. Third quarter three percent. How did the Fourth liberals get themselves? The liberals are scrambling though. They don't want it. The mainstream media does not want to talk about three percent GDP growth, right? Well, the narrative that they'll come out with is, "Wow, see the groundwork that Obama laid." <laughs> well, it took him eight years, right? Because <laughs> normally it takes a recovery eight years to put something together. By the way, another model. record we haven't we haven't mentioned that, <laughs> Mr. Obama. That was a record. That was the first time we ever went through eight years ever. History of the U.S. since they've been recording it that we did not have one year that exceeded the three percent growth rate. That's you right. did it. You did it. You did it. And when on it, top of that, though, we we had hurricanes Harvey and Irma, which were huge. Right. Yes. Har- Harvey hit uh, Houston. You know, a big metro uh, GDP producing area with with oil and gas and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, Irma hit Florida, yeah. which is another. So that should have that that I'm sure that took at least a couple tenths of a percent off of, of growth in the third quarter. Yep. So so you're uh, you're talking possibly without those hurricanes closer to four percent, double double the growth of the Obama administration. You want to sneak in, Mike here? Let's welcome yeah, Mike and Cheek the Waga. Mike, how are you? You've got uh, financial guys, Tom Canava in studio with us. How are you, buddy? Well, good. Uh, my my mom and dad were affected by this Teamster pension reduction, and I, I believe that law was kind of passed around 2011. What what law are you referring to? That allowed when a pension was underfunded that it could reduce uh, the benefits. Okay. And, but the problem, if the law applies to everyone, state pensions are a lot of times in trouble, but they'll never get the reduction as the private ones. Yeah, well, they, they get to do what we call tax you. (laughs) You don't get that as a teamster. You can't tax me, right? Yes, and there's also 
uh, plenty of politicians who could have been up on felony charges and, and they resign or leave office. But what they're doing is they're locking in before they're convicted to get their pension. Yeah, well, in some cases, we have folks that have been convicted and still get their pension. And yeah. they're still getting their pension. <laughs> That's right. Right? If you look at Shelly Silver. Even if that, yeah. now he's been overturned, but even after he was convicted, he was still going to receive his pension. Yeah. No, as Mike, it, it stinks. It absolutely it stinks. Stink. And, you know, and we've been saying this for a long time. You know, the, the voting culture in this country should be the people that work, the people that want to be productive. That against the people who don't, and I hate to say that, but you know, like, look at these. There's so much money, massive amount of money being spent on welfare and Obama phones and food stamps, and we're actually giving people commission to side people up for food stamps. And the Republicans run it. And the Republicans run it, <laughs> and yet there's no money to shore up the pensions for hardworking right. people that worked their whole lives. That paid it to, with their whole lives. To me, I don't know. Look at if, if, if as a taxpayer. I would prefer to see my tax money go to help the Teamsters and shore up their pensions before one Obama phone goes out, before we that's add right. on another $10 million to people to food stamps. So That should be the bill that they yeah. pass. Yeah, that should be. Before you increase Obama phones by one nickel or one right. penny, before another Obama phone goes out, we need to do something about some of these pensions. And This is the first pension, though, that has been allowed to be restructured this way with such a reduction. Yeah. This is the first one. So I, I think a lot of folks were caught by surprise. I think the, the assumption was that the Treasury Department was not going to approve this restructuring plan and that it was just going to you know, going to have to basically wind this down to zero over the next 10 years, which in some cases might have been better. Because uh, if, you're, if you're 74 years old, uh, you're facing a, a pretty substantial reduction. Yeah. And I don't know how they pick 75, but obviously I'm sure the actuaries got, you know, got the pencils and paper. Maybe the average age of a congressman is 74. Probably. That's right. Hey, Mike, right. If, you're, yeah, uh, if, if you want to have your parents pop into our office, we do some pretty advanced planning, and, uh, and a lot of it is budget planning, too. I mean, we've always said that's a huge part of the financial planning process. I think the number one question we get is how much money – do I need to retire? And I always joke and say $100 million. And people say, what do you mean $100 million? Well, it depends on your lifestyle, and we need to know what that lifestyle is. So definitely yeah. part of our homework process. So yeah, use this as a resource for sure. for sure. Thanks for the call, Mike. 3315 Thanks for the call, Mike. Sorry what happened to your parents. So we've got to take a very short break. going to hop across the hall for the news. We'll come back. We'll talk. Take more of your questions here on News Radio 930 WB, one of the financial guys. Alrighty, welcome back. Financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, and Tom Canabo in studio with us here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tom's a regular now, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. I know. Look at that. We're just going to give you the, the show and we're off. That'd yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, I want to mention before we get back to the phones here, our super forum is going to be next Saturday. And on Tuesday, or by Tuesday morning, which means probably by tomorrow afternoon sometime or Monday afternoon sometime, uh, you'll be able to see um, not only the workshops that we're going to be offering, all of them, uh, but when each will be presented. So those will be posted up on our Facebook page at uh, Facebook slash The Financial Guys and on our website at TheFinancialGuys.com. Don't forget the T-H-E, TheFinancialGuys.com. So check that out on uh, Monday night or Tuesday morning, and you'll be able to see all the different presentations that are going to be given as well as the times they're going to be giving. Uh, are given. Um, we're going to be starting registration at 9 a.m., 
I believe the first, and don't quote me on this, but I think the first breakout starts at 930. They'll be running all morning into the early afternoon. We'll be doing a live broadcast from 1 to to, uh, 3, like our normal show. Uh, From 2 to 3 during that show, we'll be taking questions from the audience and uh, allowing some audience participation to answer your questions right there at the forum. And then after the forum, our special guest, of course, will be David Bellavia. You hear him every week from Monday through Friday on uh, Bowerly and Bellavia here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, but David is also not only a tr- tremendous individual and the author of a new book, uh, House to House, he's also one of our most decorated war veterans here in western New York and a fantastic speaker. If you haven't ever heard uh, David Bellavia speak, and yeah, he's awesome. Do, he yep. is awesome. He is funny. He's very, very funny, very well-spoken, and very, very articulate um, and intelligent. And, and I'm sure he'll take some shots at us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he Absolutely. loves our That's jingle, good. though. Ask him about our jingle when you yeah, see David on the jingle, streets. He loves it. Say I'm gonna do. I am gonna work on. I, I do. I mention, I'm gonna work on a hard rock uh, version of our jingle. So I've, I, I, I pulled love the band back together. I've, I've pulled the band up. back together. I pulled the band back together, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna try to come up with a hard rock version of our all on our own without uh, without the jingle master. His will be better still. His will sound because he's got the whole studio and whatnot. But yeah, just speed we'll it up. Best. Right on the money. I, well, I got to find a singer. You could be it, Mike. I That's can sing. One I think I don't have. I can sing. I, you, uh, there you go. No. I can sing. I can <laughs> sing. I can Tom sing. disagrees. I can sing. Look, at here's the deal. I just, your legal I counsel did. is saying no. You say I'm going to rise against that. I, some might be offended. We might need a trigger warning and a safe space. <laughs> a safe yeah. space. A safe space. That's right. Uh, oh, boy. Let's, uh, you go back to the phone lines here? Sure. Eight oh three oh nine three oh. If you want to join us again, eight oh three oh nine thirty. Star nine thirty is a free call to sell. One eight hundred six one six nine two three six is the toll free. Jay in Amherst. How are you, Jay? Good. How you doing? Good. I'll do the jingle for you. You will? Yeah, I'm a pretty good singer. Nice. <laughs> All right. Perfect. We'll get your number after the uh, put you on hold when we're done. Perfect. Um, no, I got a couple questions for you. I. I saw the other day, I was reading this article, I don't remember where it was, but uh, basically it was about the stock market and the low interest rates, how nobody's making any money in um, banks and everything else. And it said potentially that the stock market would go as high as like 40000 or 45000 in the next 50 years. Do you think that there's enough of wealth? In how many years? Within the next two to three years, they think that uh, mm. wealth is going to be pulled out of the banking system because of the lack of interest made, and basically everybody is going to get into the stock market and try and run mm. the upswing of it. Yeah, I I wouldn't take you know I would take all those articles as a grain of salt, right? Like as you know, fun reading, but. I would find it very hard to believe that we're going to see 20-plus percent rates of return three, four years in a row. <laughs> yeah. I, that I doesn't mean we're going to see. that's the reason why we're here, yeah. to be honest with you. I, that's part of it. I mean, part of it is there's been no other place to, to gain. I mean, think about this. If you, you retired 10 years, 15 years ago, and you needed, you know, with a million-dollar portfolio, and you needed 40 grand, well, we just put it into a laddered, you know, muni portfolio. We get tax-free 5% on right. average, right? But now – you're lucky to get two. But think about this. I mean, and, and you know, really, when you start to look at things in indexes like the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and I can't tell you how important this is, is you need to st- take a step back as an investor, right? The Dow is 30 stocks, and the Dow gets to do what I call a do-over, right? General Motors was in the Dow. And what happens is General Motors goes bankrupt, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average on TV says, we never own JGM. Hey, guys, what's doing really well? Apple. Let's throw Apple in there. 
<laughs> right? And, and I always say it's a sort of it's a lot like you know like if you had a wealthy uncle who said you go out and buy thirty stocks and if one of them blows up, don't worry about it. I'll give you the money and we'll we'll, we'll make you even. Well, do you think the rates of return would look better? And the answer is yes, of course, right? So when you're looking at things like the Dow Jones Industrial Average, take a step back for a second. Can the Dow go higher? Can it go to forty thousand? Yes, it will at some point. Is it going to go there in two to three years? I doubt it. Uh, I mean, look at I, I do think you know if we can get some of this stuff lined up like tax cuts, and I think that is priority number one, and it should be priority number one out of Washington. We can see you know the markets go higher, but it's uh, two to three years. That's pretty aggressive. Okay. I I you know look at as a rule of thumb. Stock market probably going to give you a seven, eight, nine percent rate of return. You're looking at doubling your money eight, nine years, right? Ten years, so that puts the Dow at forty-five thousand in seven, eight years, nine years. I think that's fair. So can I ask you another question? Real sure. You got it. Um, basically, your your main suggestion for people that are about to retire in the next year what what's their what's your average amount that you suggest people to have? Um, well, we well, here's how we do it, Jay. We walk everybody through a homework process, and part of that homework process is a risk tolerance. And what we do is we try to match up your tolerance for risk based on your goals and objectives. So we have clients that have 100% of their money in very conservative investments, short-term government bonds, CDs, but those are folks that have a lot of money, and if they earn 1% or 2%, one or two percent is still going to meet their financial needs. We also have people that step up on that um, on that ladder and become more of a balanced type of investor because they do need you know more than one or two percent growth to meet their the goals and objectives. So it, we have all different types of models that range from conservative to aggressive. I can tell you though that when somebody gets into what we call the harvesting phase of investing, where they're going to harvest money. We're no more than middle of the road balanced we, because one of the biggest ways people can cannibalize their money is by being too aggressive. And that model would roughly be 50% stocks, 50% bonds, maybe 60% stocks at the most. Okay. All right. One, one more thing. Sure. Real fast. So let's, let's say I, re, I had retired 20 years ago. Um, in comparison to today, to today what is the rate of inflation compared to what it was 20 years ago. So if I retired 20 years ago with a million dollars, what is what is now needed to have the same lifestyle 20 years later? Almost double. So the rate of inflation has been actually running lower recently than it was, say, 20 years ago. We were running, the long-term average was about 3%. So going back to Mike's rule of 72 if the average you know, increase in, in rate is 3%, then things are going to double in about 20 years, which means that if your money is being eroded by 3% going the other direction, then you'd almost need about double today what you would have back then for the same spending. But you know, inflation is kind of a little bit of a almost misleading to some degree because there are certain things like health care that go up double digits every year, and there are other things that have gone the other direction, right? I mean, there are certain things that have gotten cheaper like computer systems and things like that and technology over time. So it just depends on, you know, what you're spending your money on and, 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 and what types of things are going up and for, with inflation and what things are not. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, you thanks are for the call, Jay. Welcome. We have a yeah, financial show breaking out here. This is great. Yeah. But By the way, if yeah. you need us throughout the week, 633-1515. Once every, like, six to eight months this happens, 633-1515. Yeah.
Great questions, and the inflation question is an important one because people forget that hey, well, if I you know if I only need let's say thirty grand in income and I can squeak out three percent and I can put my million dollars in a portfolio and I can draw that you know in a, in a let's say a laddered CD portfolio and generate the three percent, why would I want any more? Well, you're forgetting that inflation part because to his point, and it's a great point to make, you know, ten years, twenty years from now. That, that's not going to cut it. So not only do we have to make sure that we can provide the income that our clients need, but we also have to make sure that we're trying to grow their portfolio by at least inflation so that we can try to keep up. And then from our conversation earlier, sometimes the pensions and the Social Security, they don't go up like they're supposed to, right? So how many years do we have? And, and this would be a great question for Mike Hayflick. We're not Social Secur the Social Security uh, claiming strategist, but I, there was a several years there, probably three out of the last five, where even though we did have inflation, there was no COLA increase, that cost of living adjustment for things like Social Security, right? Yep. Um, yeah. So, what do, we, what do we hop back on the phones here? Yeah, by the way, hop back on the phones. I believe we have Mark Green on now. So 803-0930 and Star930 if you want to join us. Uh, Mark is uh, a fellow Teamster or, or one of the Teamsters that's been really on top of this whole pension thing. So let's bring him up now if we can. Mark, you're live with the Financial Guys. How are you? Hello, this is uh, Mark. Uh, I just wanted to call you and let you know I've been on top of quite a bit of this. Uh, we were called in in the late 90s, and our fund was overfunded. And, of course, it was, I think, the Clinton administration. Uh, their solution with the Teamsters was to give people that didn't put the money we did in uh, just raise their pensions almost 300%. A guy getting 1000 a month went to 3500 to 4000 well, that's responsible. <laughs> was like, Don't worry about it, Mark. There's there's a tree in Washington that produces cash. Well, we were told never, ever worried you're insured. The government has you insured. Well, 10 years later, in 2009, we're called in, and the meeting was, I'm telling you, uh, Bush signed papers to let us get the rates up after 2008. Obama refuses to do it. So this is your choice. If you have around 25 years, it's bad for you. You take your pension now and lose 6.3% for every year under 60 you are, or you freeze it and we can cut it at any time. And we said, well, go back to those people that got these huge increases. No, by law, we can't. We can't cut retirees. Hmm. Well, in 2014, on a Friday night late, Harry Reid slid a bill through and Obama signed it that you can cut multi-employer pension funds. Mm -hmm. So I took a 52% cut at the age of 52. That wow. was my cut. Unbelievable. Out. We got called back in with this new cut, and we said, well, wait a minute. You told us we have no choice. This is what you should do. To help the fund, you should take it now. So I started a, tried to start another career at 52. Now at 59, they just took 29 more percent away. And we went. I went to all the meetings with the Treasury Department, came to Buffalo at Buff State, and they said our criteria is the only thing we can rule on is fairness. Now, now Mark, you've actually done some forensic investigation into this, right? I mean, you've really spent some time investigating where that pool of money was invested and what it's done, why it's done what it's done, right? Uh, yeah, uh, there is an ERISA investigation right now against the Teamsters Pension Fund because since 2009, when we went into this plan where we're in bad shape, they've taken almost 124% raises. 
at the Syracuse office. And a lot of people aren't aware of this. And it's it's really bad. Uh, so now I'm going to I took another 29% cut on a 52% cut. So or on my 48 that I had left. So how is this fair? Hmm. So what did you find out from the investigation? Uh, we were not getting any news. We're getting nothing from the Teamsters. We're getting nothing. Hmm. And so, I just, you know, I wanted to make you aware of how the government is is uh, caused this. You know, I mean, instead of putting money away when you knew things could drop out, it's given away to people. And by the way, those people that most of those that got that huge increase are too old to be caught. Right. So talk about that for a second, Mark. It's if my understanding from what I have read, if you are 75 years old, you're not going to get any cuts. But everybody under that is facing that 29% cut, correct? Well, yes. And the the widows of guys, uh, how do you just take that away when yes. these guys have taken less money? That's right. Long. It, it's just the unfairness. But yet our Treasury Department comes and I talk to the guy, I got him to the side. And I said, you know, I, I think I blew this out of the water. How is this fair? You said fairness across the board. You're cutting working members 18%, hmm. but yet you're cutting people that are re- retired 29 And, you know, we got to speak, and we've got to write letters, and they had town hall meetings, and they kept telling us that we really don't have to do this. We're doing this as a courtesy. So I kind of had a bad feeling when the government's telling you that they're doing yeah, it. We're here to help. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's not Anytime you said that, those most scary words in the, uh, <laughs> from the government, and I'm here to help. That's right. It so, really is unfortunate because they did have another option, just so everybody knows. They, they, they had the option of restructuring and basically you know, trying to make the most of it. Now, the downside to that was that they were reporting that without this concession that they were likely to be out of money within 10 years. Well, that may be true, but they may, you may face these reductions, and they may still be out of money within 10 years. You mentioned, Mark, that they, the people gave themselves a, an increase in salary. When yeah, you who, say people, who are we who talking is that? about here? Are right. we talking about union leaders? Are we talking about the people running the pension? Those you saw, I think you mentioned Albany or Syracuse. Who are those folks? Not by name, but who? What? which people are you talking about? Uh, across the board, there's a, uh, the man that runs it, uh, second command, a secretary. Um, runs, it runs the, runs the pension fund itself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the New York State Pension Fund. Okay. Yeah. And how are they not accountable? I mean, if they're the ones that are running the fund, right? Right. If they're the ones, listen. Let me uh, tell you this: if we put together somebody's portfolio in a four hundred one k or a pension of some sort, and we were running a defined benefit plan for a company, and we put sixty percent, even fifty percent, even thirty percent. Mark, are those the numbers? Right are the, uh, through the investigative reporting that you found that that sixty percent are in alternative investments in the pension fund. You know, it's it's pretty. Pretty cloudy the way it comes up. It's uh, 1.7 billion were the assets that we were given a couple months ago in cash, and then couldn't get any figures on what they had in holdings. Um, it, it should be more open. Uh, we've been looking for a law firm to take uh, take a case to go fight back to get something. Like you said, there's Obama phones out there, but yet they can just take money from widows. From widows, Mm -hmm. I know. We we can't find anybody. Um, It's so frustrating because the the country has plenty of money, and we're generating record tax receipts to the the federal government, 
and yet we're funding things like Obama phones. We're funding things like excess welfare. Right. And yet, if they're, you're a 74 year old widow, Mark, they're that giving worked their whole life, or had their husband work their whole life, who sacrificed so that the wife and spouse would have survivor benefits, you're getting a 30 percent reduction. Mark, and they're actually those, they're actually giving money to study why shrimp, how fast shrimp yeah. can run on a treadmill. Or they gave a million dollars to a guy to tell us where the most uh, uh, where a bee sting hurt the most. Right. I can tell you where that is. Well, yeah, yeah. And that that was the outcome, by the way. <laughs> that yeah. was the outcome. That was the outcome, <laughs> by the way. That's exactly yeah. right. Like, Thanks duh. For piping up, Tom. Yeah, I got to be honest. Yeah, I could have told you that one. Yeah. Okay, they paid the guy a million bucks. A yeah. million bucks. A million bucks. Which, for a million bucks, I probably would let him sting me, but. <laughs> I am still, hearing that uh, UPS is looking to get out. And what was explained to us is the multi employer pensions are allowed to forecast. Uh, kind of just pick numbers and say this is what we think it's going to be, and they're allowed to run with it. The single employer pensions are under much tougher rules. Now, Mark, Mark, let me get let me. You are from Hamburg, right? You're not actually Mark Green. Oh no, and I. That's funny. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking I thought, I thought Mark Green. Wow, that's funny because Mark Green just texted me and said, "Yes, what time?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, you were supposed to be that, Mark Green." But, but but Mark from Lancaster, wherever you're from, thank you Hamburg. very much for your insight, Amber. Thank you. <laughs> we're interviewing you. Our special we're, guest. We're interviewing yeah. like yours, you know. But thank you for all the insight. But this is really this is frustrating to me because you know we've had we have a lot of friends that are teamsters. We have a lot of friends that 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 were you know were truck drivers. One of my best friends. Uh, was a, a truck driver and a teamster for many years. Retired early, you know, on disability. Uh, has since, sadly, has passed away, and uh, and now, you know, his spouse who and he took a, redu- a reduced pension in order to make sure his spouse was taken care of, and now she's facing a cut. And that, to me, is is disgusting. It it, it makes me angry to think that our our Congress, our Republican <clears throat> congressman, just passed a budget this week that doesn't help a single teamster fix their pension issue, but doesn't take away a single Obama phone, not yep. a nickel, not a nickel away from Obama phones, right? And Mark, this is what our congressmen are focusing on. And it frustrates the hell out. Keep of up the good fight, buddy. If there is anything out there, or anybody that there is any law firm that be willing, there's nobody locally. That Mark, call call us, okay? Call us on Monday, and I'll give you some referrals. Thanks call us. So much, I appreciate your time. You got it. Thanks, Thanks, Mark. Best of luck to you. All right, let's uh, welcome David in Perrysburg. Let's go right through the line here. David, how are you, buddy? Thank you. Uh, uh, first, I want to commend you on your explanation of inflation. It was amazingly accurate. I know you guys are smart, but this was it was really exceptional because many people. That was Glenn. If you don't believe he's exceptional, just ask him. He'll tell you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that was a low one. <laughs> you really knew why. I would say. <laughs> Appreciate it. It's important. A lot of people. Poo-poo inflation. Oh, yep. Yeah. yeah, well, we call it the silent thief in our office. It really is. Yeah, you know, people really forget about it. Yep. Even at 1% and 2%, you know. Yep. The other thing, we're on common ground about the one-party system. Unbelievable yeah. that the Republicans haven't been able to get a control. Yeah, it's Democrat and Democrat light. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and the thing, As David DiPietro would say. <laughs> really. And this thing, you use the word restructuring on the Teamsters. I, mean, I have a lot of affection for the Teamsters because my father was one for many years. He's... Mm-hmm. He's now passed on, yeah. and uh, he was loyal union brother for sure. And yeah. this restructuring—why don't we call it? It's it's a it's a reduction. Certainly, reduction. And the frustrating part. And this is not a shot at the unions, but you know what? A lot of these guys voted Democrat for years, went and pulled the Democrat level, 
These are the same people uh, that voted in massive amounts of welfare, but certainly they're figuring it out now. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Especially the Teamsters. The Teamsters have always been one that hardworking guys. More to the right, there are a lot women. of hardworking folks. Yep. Yeah, no question. Yeah, men and women. I, I, I look at I, uh, I worked at UPS, you know, during college and loading trucks, and I still have flashbacks of loading trucks. That's yeah, not, not easy, easy work. Yeah, it's a tax reform. Uh, this plan that's out there now. I know you're for tax cuts, and and I understand that, and I, I think it, it has to be shared this burden. Uh, especially with the huge national debt. But what do you think of the of the of the tax plan that seems to be on the table now? Hmm. I think it's it's uh it's it, it's a decent start, but I don't think it goes near far enough. And I tell you I'm not ha- look, let's just reduce all the tax rates. Why do we yeah. have to pick class warfare and say, okay, these this look here's the deal. Let's let's break let's break income levels down by, by quintiles, okay? So twenty percent blocks. The lowest twenty percent block not only pays no taxes but they get money back, okay? So they're actually, by filing a tax return, we pay them. The next 20% block, well, they get money back too. So a lot of those folks, by filing a tax return, we pay them. Yep. Now, the middle block, that middle 20% that you would probably classify as the middle class, the middle class pays less than 5% if in taxes, roughly 1% to 2%. The second to highest quintile, that, that 20 percentile of that, you know, between 40 and 20 of the income bracket, pays roughly 3 to 4% of taxes. The top 20 percentile, so that those folks in the top 20% of all income earners pay 95% of all the taxes to the federal government. That's outrageous. Can't, can't I mean, help but think, David, though, that these Republicans will mess this up. And, <laughs> the, and, and most people want them to pay more. The Republican Party has is no – look, the, the, here's the thing. When the Republican Party and, – and this is who's talking about it – when the Republicans start talking about reducing your 401K deductibility because they have to get to this net neutral, the question has you have to ask yourself is, is there really not a single spot that you could cut to offset these reductions? Right. When you hear these, these, these politicians talk on both sides of the aisle – they act as if, and they talk as if, it's already their money. They have some sort of a right to the money that you earn, and you don't have as much of a right to it. When they talk about letting them keep more of their money, letting them have a deduction, letting us have a deduction, yeah, it's thanks. our money. <laughs> thanks. It's yeah. our money. But the fact is, when they're, when, when, when they're talking about reducing tax brackets and they're talking about using 401K deductibility as a way to offset that, what is wrong with you? No, nah, I know. I know. Like, the, for the Republicans spending? to entertain any of this, by the way. like For the thought exactly. that they're entertaining any of this garbage is out of control. Hey, David, thanks for the call, buddy. Uh, who's on line three, Frank? Who's on line three? Who's on line three? We have Dave. All right, Dave. Let's go out to Dave. By the way, uh, Tom Canavo in the studio, if you uh, – are looking for uh, estate planning. Uh, I mean, we do a ton of estate planning in our office, but so neat now that we have a financial planner that's also an attorney that can think with, I would say think with both sides of your brain. And what I mean by that is the law side and the financial side. Really, really important. I mean, and he's a, lot a swell of, guy who brought along friends. He's, he's a swell guy. <laughs> next next time I'll bring donuts, too. <laughs> wow. Well, we'll, we'll, that'd, be a, that'd be a really good friend. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, but, you know, use Tom as a resource. Look, if, you know, especially things like wills, healthcare proxies. You know, tr- we, nobody thinks about this kind of Power, stuff. Powers of attorney. Power of attorney. You know, I mean, it's funny. We have so many folks that come into the office and they're like, you know, they've had children and, and you know, been remarried and they haven't updated their will. And yeah. you're like, boy, that's a, it's a simple process. But it's one of those things like going to the dentist, like, oh, I got to go, man, I got to. But it's, you know, eventually your tooth 
hurt your teeth hurt <laughs> with a will it's like you can keep blowing it up blowing it up blowing it up until it's too late it's true a lot, a lot of people come in and they say they haven't updated their wills and their estate documents since their kids were four five six years old and they're they're now in their 30s or 40s the children are that is uh, but keep in mind younger people too you know when you do have that young family yes. you want to make sure these things are taken care of we've, yep. we've talked about it before uh, here and, and and on the television, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know when it's going to happen. You have to plan for it. Yeah, you really, you really do. Let's uh, sneak in Debbie here. Debbie, how are you? Hello? Oh, oh, turn on. The, I can gonna... hear him, but you got to turn it up. Somehow she's, the phone she's is, good? is Mike just potted down. Debbie, Dave, Dave, Dave. Sorry, Dave. That's okay. Listen, I had a really dumb question. Uh, when I was in in fifth grade and we were learning math. Um, like they told us that you know if, if we put we were learning compound in count count numbers so they said if you put five dollars in a, in a in a savings bank for every week by the time you're 50 you'll be um you know a millionaire mm -hmm. did you get that lesson um no, well, I mean I'm I took not sure Spanish. If five dollars a week, but I'd have to go back and run the number. But yeah, I did get the lesson on compound interest. Yeah, the whole po well, the whole point is, yeah, whatever happened to compound interest? Yeah, well, we still have compound interest. We still have I mean, compound we, interest. You know, I mean, interest. certainly, if your point is, I don't know what you're what you're trying to get at, but savings accounts aren't paying the interest rates that they were paying years ago. Right. So, it's going to take you seventy two years to compound your money now. That's right. I mean, you have simple interest and compound interest. Simple interest means that you put $100 in the bank and you get interest only on that $100 year in and year out. That's simple interest. Compound interest means that if you put $100 in the bank and it earns 5%, and at the end of the year you have 105 then now the next year you get 105 Most bank accounts compound usually daily uh, or weekly. Some are monthly, but most are daily. So you're getting compound interest every single day that your account accrues interest. You're getting more interest on top of that interest, and that's really what compound interest means, yep. is that you're receiving interest on your interest. Right. And the rule of 72, if you don't know the rule of 72, I don't have time to explain it here, but look it up. It's uh, Google it. It's really important because it gives you a quick rule of thumb on how to figure out how, how much time it's going to take at a certain rate of return your money to double. But it can also tell you how much how fast inflation is going to erode your purchasing power as well. So it works both ways. So take a look at that, and, and then thank you very much for your call. Tom, thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We've got to get you to host the show. Well. we got Jeff Bora, <laughs> Mike Hayflick hosting. We'll get yeah, you. Yeah, you're up next, pal. We'll get you so. in. Uh, I think Abby's <laughs> going to host the show. I know Jay Blanchard yeah. has done an awesome job sure. hosting the show a bunch of times. So. Anytime. Super Forum next Saturday, 9 a.m. registration. See our website, The Financial Guys, for information starting Tuesday. You'll find out all the info you need, or you can call our office to register, 633-1515. On behalf of Mike Lomas and Tom Canava, we're The Financial Guys, and we'll see you next week right here on News Radio 930 WBEN.